Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. Hi, Tim. How you doing? Good. Good. Did you have a nice week? Uh, well, yeah, until uh, this mass shooting the other day. I mean, and then you start studying everything that you already know because it's, it's just rinse and repeat. I mean, it just happened two weeks ago. And uh, this one, you know, I was just with my grandchildren. And, you know, I, I'm all pro-Second Amendment. I got the arguments and everything. And then you're with your grandchildren and you're thinking, oh, forget it. Let's just get rid of uh, assault weapons. <laughs> I just like, and, it, it, and, and emotion rules. And eat, it's almost like I'm willing to get rid of them, even though I know it's not going to do any good. Because, you know, and I've got all the, the arguments lined up. I, you know, the Virginia Tech shooter used a Walther and a Glock. Oh, yeah, I've got the nomenclature. Don't ask me, you know, what the numbers are after them. That's, that's a little tough. Do you own guns? Do you own uh, guns? No, I'm not. I'm not mature enough to own guns. Neither am I. Have you ever shot a gun? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I shoot guns, but it's, they're, it, they're best kept at friends' houses or at rifle ranges. I don't. Why? Because I, you're I, afraid I, you're going to use it on something? No, I just don't have the self-control after a couple beers to say, oh, okay. hey, maybe yeah. I should just uh, kick out the screen and fire a few rounds at that squirrel. Right, right. I totally, I totally understand that. <laughs> uh, I've only shot a gun one time, went down to St. Louis, uh, visiting my sister and brother-in-law, and she married a guy who actually is from Houston. And he's a big Second Amendment guy. And we went with my father as well and went to a range and shot 38s and a 45. The 45, you could have put the target three feet in front of me. I still would have missed it. But the 38, <laughs> I mean, it, it's tough. Yeah. And the 38, okay, it was, it was, it was all right. Um, my father was shooting, and he's been a, he's a life, was a lifelong liberal Democrat. He put some of the pictures of us shooting on Facebook. His family, because you know, my, my parents were divorced, but his side of the family all got on him, all razzed him. How dare you? For even target practice, because yeah. it's such a cultural thing. And, and let's such face, an innocent target. How, yeah, could right. you, how could you take the life of an innocent yeah, right. target? You know, it's, it was, it's only two-dimensional, but it's, yeah, it's... Uh, it's a, it's such a cultural thing. And I actually have another relative who uh, used to be a judge and he suggested that we have two second amendments, one for the country folk and one for the city or one for the blues and one for the reds, because it really does divide the country. And there's so much emotion on both sides. And then of course, I always get the uh, anti second amendment people saying, uh, you know, let's come together and talk. After I lecture you first, <laughs> yeah, let's I talk hear, about. I don't want to hear about my structure. ideas. It's not yet. Yeah, we need to come together and agree that I'm right. <laughs> right. The the honest. I mean, the only honest. One of the few honest people is Michael Moore. He came out and he said, "We don't need a Second Amendment." And then a lot of people are saying, "Oh no, he's just throwing that out for discussion. We don't want to get rid of the guns." Oh please, you you do. I mean, you think those people. They're those people. They're the deplorables. They're what Obama, you know, remember when he decried, uh, they were Pennsylvanians, I think, at the time, uh, decried the people with their guns and religion. And, of course, he was wrong on half of that. They had the guns, but they didn't have religion. Religion wasn't the opiate of, of those masses. Opiates were the opiates of, of those masses. And <laughs> Fentanyl. He, yeah, exactly. <laughs> fentanyl and, a, and, and an AR-15. That's a nice Who needs Jesus? I got yeah. fentanyl. <laughs> right. 
So, <laughs> you know, and, and all right. So let me, you be the defender of the Second Amendment, and I'll, I'll attack it, and you defend it, okay? So um, the AR-15. And I was even listening to Steve Gatowski, who's a very rational guy, pro-Second Amendment. I was just listening to him on uh, Jonah Goldberg, the Remnant uh, podcast. And he's talking about, oh, you know, they always conflate mass shootings. And they do. I mean, they say there's you know, hundreds of mass shootings, but that includes gang warfare in Chicago, which nobody really cares about. No, they it should. doesn't make it doesn't make the news. No, they Joe care. Biden would be Joe Biden would be coming to Chicago right. every single <laughs> right. Monday. Right. They, they, they should. <laughs> I, you know, uh, and, and then, you know, you get Eric Swalwell, who will say, you know, the schools aren't safe. Well, they're there. We have averaged about seven kids a year dying over the last 10 years and like there's 300 kids a year who die from toasters okay so um <laughs> so that, you know we, what we need to ban the pop tart <laughs> right right <laughs> darn it or egos forget it mothers of america no but the, but the the problem is it's the spectacle and it's it's just the idea that you're supposed to so even in the face of all that it's you can't put kids in harm's way that way. And, and, and I know by the time people see this, the facts will have changed a million times because they were changing um, even a, 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 as, as we speak. I mean, I saw that, that, that Texas guy, and I was glad that he was, I think he was Hispanic, that was the spokesman. Uh, and he was actually smiling through, oh yeah, I'll take your question. You know, I know it's tough to be somber every second of the day, but, but uh, and, and he buried the lead, which was, there was no armed guard because that was the story it's told sure. twice before there was no armed guard. And that was people, the, the uh, anti uh, second amendment people were saying, well, see, you put police there. It doesn't matter anyway. Well, no, the, the police weren't there. And then there were all kinds well, of actually questions. the police were there for 40 minutes playing Yahtzee. Well, who knows? I mean, who knows by that time, whether the gunman had already shot, you know, shot up the classroom. He might have done. I, I don't know. And I don't no, I don't know, care. I don't care. You're well, out I, there. You you're you're out there. You're a police officer. You hear shots. You don't say, oh, uh, we better wait for the feds well, to get here. Well, I, I don't really know. I mean, I don't know how many got to the gunman uh, in, in what amount of time. And I know that's going to change. I, I, there's certainly the question that by 1130 in the morning there, the, the police knew about it. Now, I don't know if they knew exactly where to go at that time, because who did they get the call from the grandmother or the women who were shot at near the funeral home? Did they know to go to the school? Uh, because the gunman didn't go in for 12 minutes. And, and then supposedly the shooting happened right away. But I mean, that story could change, you know, like within, within minutes or, or, or hours from now. So, so I, I don't know. But so yeah, there's no there evidence. There's no evidence that they knew the shooter was Hispanic and they were all white and didn't want to, didn't want to face charges. Oh my God! No, I think <laughs> now that's a little much. <laughs> okay, <laughs> delete that from the tape. Uh, no, uh, seriously, no. He, the. Uh, oh look, I, I'll admit it. When I was watching this in in real time, I mean, the first thing I, I I was thinking, oh gee, I hope it's not another white supremacist, you know. And, and then it's like, oh, I hope it's only you know, nobody's killed, but then it was absolutely horrible. Um, yeah, I, let's go to show that, uh, you know, because we're just not adding to the, to the, anybody's enlightenment here. I mean, let's go to uh, 
Steve Kerr, who was always, I mean, this guy was a three-point shooter, uh, head coach of uh, multiple uh, NBA championship teams. So he's the guy that you automatically go to on, on these kinds of situations. Mr. Kerr. And, the, and 50 senators in Washington are going to hold us hostage. Do you realize that 90% of Americans, regardless of political party, want background check, universal background check? 90% of us, we are being held hostage by 50 senators <laughs> in Washington who refuse to even put it to a vote, despite what we, the American people, want. They won't vote on it because they want to hold on to their own power. It's pathetic. I've had enough. All right, so, uh, Tim, the first thing I thought of when I saw Steve Kerr say that, well, was where's Michael Jordan when you need him, uh, which is an allusion to <laughs> Michael Jordan punching out Steve Kerr in practice during the Bulls' heyday, gave him a black eye. Sure. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he talks about the need for background checks. The guy passed the background check, so, you know, that, that wasn't relevant. And the thing is about Kerr, this is what I love about Twitter. These guys are impeached immediately with prior inconsistent statements or, or something that will uh, wreck their credibility. Steve Kirk came out, you know, in the height of the defund the police uh, uh, insanity and hysteria a couple of years ago or last year. Uh, he came out against having the uh, police in the Oakland public schools. So, I mean, you got to decide which way you're going on this. I mean, yeah. do you want the schools to be safe or don't you want them to be safe? So, actually, all I could think of is shut up and dribble. <laughs> there we go. Uh, just to <laughs> mention God. to our producer, I have no idea how much time we have left. Okay. So, because I didn't start the clock. So, uh, uh, we have uh, uh, two minutes and uh, 15 and seconds. Mark. So, let's go to uh, Beto O'Rourke. <laughs> Now, I really didn't like it when Beto, I thought this really crossed the line when he said, why don't you stand up and fight like a man? Uh, Tim, I just th felt that that was, that was in <laughs> bad taste totally by Beto. Uh, you know, his arguments, aside, the interesting thing about Beto's arguments is apparently he's on record as late as February saying, I don't want to take away anyone's guns. So what is the argument? I think he was talking about how Abbott hadn't signed some legislation about, uh, permitless uh, carry in uh, in Texas, which had no uh, effect whatsoever on what happened in Texas. So yeah. you got to have something. I, I, again, all I, this legislation that people want to pass, it's essentially it's essentially uh, the thoughts and prayers of a statist is they're petitioning a higher power to give themselves comfort. It, it has absolutely no effect. It's not going to change anything. Right. And, uh, and so what, what do you expect from Beto? God, exactly. The guy is named, named after Beto. a flying fish. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of higher powers, so our archbishop or cardinals, what is Supich's status? He was saying that uh, the Second Amendment didn't come down from Sinai. Uh, I didn't know that he was you know, turning Jewish all of a sudden. But anyway, the, <laughs> the thing is, is that I, I think you, you want to put your money where your mouth is, uh, Cardinal. Why don't you move? your flock to Terre Haute, Indiana, and then try to get the Second Amendment repealed. Get out of these blue states, colonize the red states, get the, you know, really do something if it's, if it's that, uh, if it's that important to you. But, you know, I, I do think, however, if we have one more shooting like this within the next couple of months or so, goodbye AR-15s. It's just emotion will rule. All right. And Bruce, we'll this segment.
Oh, sorry. Sl- I didn't know if you knew. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. Well, yeah, Tim Anderson and uh, Josh Donaldson. I'm on Josh Donaldson's side because, you know, I'm a racist. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the thing is, is that, and I don't know, I don't think I heard any Chicago sportscaster present or past, uh, and I'm past tense for sure, uh, supporting the uh, supporting Donaldson. But, I mean, you know, if you call yourself Jackie Robinson, aren't you asking for a little razzing? I mean, it sure. is baseball after all. They come sure. in spikes high. I was kind of hoping that, you know, like that, that reporter show that's on Marquee where they muzzle all the reporters. Then they, <laughs> then they decided, oh, we got to let them speak their mind because there was a little hue and cry over that. But they should have somebody like Mark Greco on there. And he can say what a racist Josh Donaldson in Donaldson is for joking around about Tim Anderson's self uh, conceptualization as uh, Jackie Robinson, and and not even be aware of the fact that Mark Giangreco himself lost his job because he joked around about his black female <laughs> news anchor. So. Uh, no, no. Your- if you're a, if you're a baseball player and you say that I'm the next Babe Ruth, and all the other players go, "Okay, Babe," I mean, yeah. th- th- there's nothing there's nothing racial about that. It's it's you deserve that. Well, the you thing know? is, is it, actually, if you read the whole article, and I didn't read any of it, in which he said that in Sports Illustrated. He was trying to say that he wanted to bring some fun back to baseball, you know, through bat flipping and things like that. <laughs> right now, so and so in that sense. He was be like Jackie Robinson. But here's the thing. I mean, Jackie Robinson broke down barriers. Basically, Tim Anderson is saying, 
I'm going to be the Jackie Robinson who begs black people to play baseball. <laughs> so, you know, and then there was a fight uh, on the field, but and it was, but it was most, a mostly peaceful racial incident because it after all was a baseball fight. So there, nobody, nobody really gets hurt. <laughs> All I like Richard Irvin, and I think he's going to bring a lot of people over, to, a lot of black people over to the Republican Party. And I think that's why what? they're attacking him. So, so well, aren't you course. a purist? Didn't you vote for Jeannie Ives because she made fun of transgenders? <laughs> Remember that commercial? <laughs> Remember that commercial? Uh, which I think was a day. I think Dan Prop came up with it. And it was a great radio bit. But I mean, it just killed her as far as any chance whatsoever. She was actually going pretty well. Uh, had appeared before the Tribune editorial board and talked economic sense. But then when they had that guy who looked like he was auditioning for Tootsie with the five o'clock shadow and uh, talking about, yeah, sure. I want to go into girls' bathrooms. I mean, it was, it was you know, like a, <laughs> it's, it's not designed to woo the mid middle of the electorate, which is what Irving no, will it, do. No, it, it woos the Tim Slagles of the electorate. Oh, the, yeah, the, no. Uh, the electorate. On, already, <laughs> I you, love that commercial. You were the choir uh, and he was preaching to it. But, but Irvin is somebody who could broaden the base and Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And that's why the Democrat, that's why they're, they're so viciously attacking him. It's, uh, and and what's funny is the way they're attacking him is not going to uh, attack the people. I, I mean, people like you and I that, that tend to support him, even though he might be a Democrat, you know, just because he's right. the best chance, um, aren't really swayed by the, by, by the commercials. But the people who are, are the base when they're saying, well, he's a Democrat and you voted for Obama. And a lot of people are going, oh, so did I. I'll vote for Irvin. Uh, he supported Black Lives Matter. Well, we didn't we all kind of support Black Lives Matter? Right I didn't, away but, but at that's the beginning. Okay. That's okay. At the very I, beginning, at the very never, beginning, didn't you never. Kind of I say, always really? saw right through it. But, uh, huh. but that's me. Uh, you know, because I wanted the leadership of Black Lives Matter to have $10 million houses. I, everybody deserves that. But uh, I think Irvin, uh, there was this great uh, Tribune piece about all his inconsistencies, and he said he didn't vote for Obama. I like the fact that he's at least willing to lie about it. I I'll take that. Uh, he doesn't really comment <laughs> about it. proves he's going to succeed in Illinois politics you if he's that good to. of a liar. you got to have at least two faces. Um, he praised Pritzker on COVID, but he doesn't now. Well, you know, I could see it in the initial stages thinking, okay, we need masks, but it, you know, it changes over time. Um, you know, there was this charge that uh, he uh, was going to take care of charges that his girlfriend faced, but then he tamped that down by saying, by saying all he was doing was trying to get her an attorney. Um, uh, yeah, as far as Black Lives Matter, he, at one point, I believe he said, and I hope I don't misquote him, he said, yeah, we were all concerned about the murder of George Floyd and Jacob Blake. And, and I was thinking, wait a minute, Jacob Blake wasn't murdered, was he? But whatever. Uh, it, it, you know, I, I don't want to be uh, persnickety about this. I, I don't want to have to, you know, uh, dot the I's and cross the T's and worry about uh, how exact he is and how faithful he is uh, to the, the uh, conservative gospel because look, look what we got. And I do look at these cho choices as binary. And then I, I guess you do. You do, too. So it, it is kind of practical. John F. Kennedy. John F. Kennedy would be a conservative today. Oh, and, yeah. Well, yeah, he lowered taxes. Um, uh -huh. You know, hated he, communists. He hated communists. Uh, and I, I think even Teddy Kennedy 
originally was more middle of the road, but then uh, he had to cleanse himself after Mary Jo. <laughs> and uh, nah. and nah, become he went a liberal to, he liar. Went to, yeah. He went to Russia and they set him up with a couple oh, yeah, of yeah, sort of a Potemkin village and he, uh, he sure. became a diehard communist. And there is no P-tape with him, though, is there? But, uh, <laughs> but what, what, what did he need that for when he was drenched in uh, Chappaquiddick? All right, so, uh, <laughs> as a, so that takes care of Illinois for a moment. I really am intrigued by this Fetterman guy in Pennsylvania. He's, you know, and, and every man who has a Harvard graduate degree and is wealthy, but somehow he's the every man. He's a tall guy. The, the, the rap on him right now is that he actually chased a black man with a, a shotgun, was it? But he's got an explanation for that. And I saw an individual in a ski mask dressed completely, covered head to toe, had no idea what, what his race was, running from where the gunshots were coming from and heading towards uh, our elementary school. And I made, as Braddock's chief law enforcement officer, after calling 911, I made a split-second decision to intercept the individual to make sure that the community was safe and protected. Fetterman told the audience he had a weapon with him but never pointed it at the man he stopped. He's okay. So not, okay. So how yeah. how can you how can you claim that he knew he was a black guy? So you, you're assuming, he, Bruce, that anybody well, it in was a black is guy. black. It was a black. Right. Exactly. I'm the racist. <laughs> I mean, it turned out it was a black man. Uh, and the the problem is, so are you are you saying, uh, Mr. Fetterman, if you'd known it was a black man, you would have stopped the pursuit? Uh, is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, I'm not really sure. I mean, somehow, you know, it may not even be fair to him, but all fair in politics. I remember Willie Horton. Uh, it's, you know, the caucus let him out on furlough. He had life uh, in prison uh, without parole. There was no reason to let him out. Uh, and, uh, and then that stuck. Uh, and, and so, I mean, something Anytime like this. Anytime you see somebody better, wearing a ski mask in July, uh, he's either a criminal or invisible. But does that mean he's a, you should ask what his race is? Because, I mean, that's what's dispositive of the issue. Is, is, is he black or not? If he was a white guy, you could go after him. If it's a black guy, you got to stop because that's profiling. So, I mean, you should have at least got, you know, uh, made a couple of shots in the air and said, please tell me what your race is, and then I will decide whether I can, can uh, continue the pursuit or not. All right. Isn't there a other question you could ask that you would just know? It's like he could sing like a he could sing like a Tupac lyric and see if he finishes sure, the song. If, if, if he shimmies a little bit or something, <laughs> yeah. All right, coming up in our next segment, uh, you know, when 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 you find yourself on Bill Maher's side, uh, boy, the times they are a changing. Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. Broken down over time, the LGBT population of America seems to be roughly doubling every generation. According to a recent Gallup poll, less than 1% of Americans born before 1946, that's Joe Biden's generation, identify that way. 2.6% of boomers do, 4.2% of Gen X, 10.5% of millennials, and 20.8% of Gen Z. Which means if we follow this trajectory, we will all be gay in 2054. Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle on the 
weekly wrap. And, uh, you know, I hate it, Tim, when I find Bill Maher funny. Uh, you know, I always try to reduce him to, uh, what's that definition? Clapter. I think Tina Fey came up with it, that it's sure. a combination of clapping and laughter and people really don't find you funny. They're just, they just like it that you agree with them. And maybe that's a reason that I kind of like this. I, I also have a personal vendetta against Maher because I was doing a uh, news show, the morning news on channel 32 years ago. And we had him on a satellite interview and I was all prepared and braced for some lively, the lively art of conversation with him. And he just, just, he just mailed it in. He just, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, and it was just like, I was carrying him and he didn't care. I, you know, that happened to me with George Carlin. Once I tried to interview him in the hallway at channel 32 and he says, man, I, I don't do improv. Everything I do is written. Oh, okay. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> He's just, just blowing me off. Anyway, I mean, it is it is interesting. Um, it's it, I I don't know that the start. I don't think this started with Chappelle and J.K. Rowling. I think it started with me years ago. Sure. I was predicting this. There you go. That's what I love about you. I was predicting this stuff. You know, this this kind of thing would happen. Uh, that it's, it's gone too far. That it's that it would it would go. It would you know the the. I, I remember interviewing reduced reducto ad absurdum. Reductio ad absurdum, I believe, is Latin. Thank if you. I remember <laughs> as well. It doesn't matter. I remember interviewing this state legislator named Penny Poland uh, in the in the 1970s and saying, "You know that ERA passes aren't." men going to be allowed in women's sports? And she goes, yeah, yeah, it probably could. So that's like 40, 50 years ago. And so now it And has, it never passed and it still happened. Right. It still happened anyway. Phyllis Schlafly's rolling over. Um, so, yeah. You, you, I've you been told about Bill Maher. I've been, I've been yeah. told about Bill Maher that his politics uh, uh, are changing all the time and they depend on the girl he's dating at the time. <laughs> and, 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 and his... And, what 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 is the date red state girls uh, uh apparently state right now <laughs> apparently right now it seems like it. he's a, trying uh, to impress them well i mean may, he's the bellwether and uh I, I, so i think people are have just said it, it's going a little bit too far i I, sh I should mention that the guy fetterman that we talked about earlier who who cannot possibly win because he chased a black man with a shotgun but he is in favor of uh, men and women's sports so but he's against curbing fracking so <laughs> he's a mixed bag <laughs> Let, let's uh make it unanimous now by going to ricky yeah, gervais. he wants men and girls sports just doesn't want them fracking exactly let's go to ricky gervais i love the, the new women i know the new women they're great aren't they? you know the new ones we've been seeing lately the, one, the ones with beards and they're as good as they're as good as gold i love them no, it's the old-fashioned And now the old-fashioned, they're like, oh, they want to use our toilets. Why shouldn't they use your toilets? For ladies. They are ladies. Look at their pronouns. <laughs> what about this person isn't a lady? Well, his penis. <laughs> Her penis, f***ing bigot. So did Chappelle oh. lead the interference? For Javer I think he kind of uh, did. I, I think yeah. the fact that Chappelle did it, and and he Chappelle couldn't be real, um, couldn't be criticized because of intersectionality. That uh, that now all the comics are saying, "Oh, well, I can do it too." Louis C.K. actually was doing it as well. I, oh, really? Uh, I, yeah, Louis C.K. had a really funny bit about um, about how obese people um, uh, uh, 
you have to go to the zoo for an MRI. And uh, we, we don't, <laughs> All right. That's we, a we have to, is that yeah. I, I hate giving away his stuff, but oh, that ahead. we have to rebuild every bathroom in America for the five transgenders. Uh, there we go. The majority, the 90% of Americans that are obese have to go to the zoo for an MRI. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so profound, I mean, it kind of, profound. it kind of seems it, it it seems in comedy right now that uh, that that everybody's like, of course, everybody okay, does, you know, does it. It's not transgressive anymore if everybody's doing it. So, uh, but sure. but it's interesting. Getting caught on the wrong side of history apparently is State Farm, because State Farm, some of the woke people there decided to have agents uh, hand out booklets that were very pro LGBTQ. I mean, things like, uh, the, and they wanted to hand them out that the teachers shouldn't be telling students that you're, you're stuck with your sex at birth and you decide that later. And parents, as well as uh, the insured uh, of State Farm, may not <laughs> exactly like that. And I don't think they want to change their motto like a good neighbor peeking into your kid's bedroom. State Farm is there. No, I, I just don't think they. So they, they, they withdrew that. So wasn't Jake from State Farm misgendered in the beginning? <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, no, that what was I the like was big the, joke. the original Jake is correct me if I'm wrong on this. The original Jake was in the commercials and then they decided that he was the wrong color. So they mm -hmm. they got a different Jake. <laughs> okay. so that one you can do. But uh, apparently they went a little too a little too far with the LGBTQ. Well, maybe stuff. they should have. Maybe they actually should have had a girl, Jake. Well, sure. Why not? Why not? Um, so uh, very quickly here, Walmart got into trouble. Okay. They, they, they had a celebration edition of Juneteenth ice cream. You know, Juneteenth is coming up. And sure. uh, this branding sparked a backlash with uh, many people on social media. So they had to apologize and withdraw it. So it was in bad, it was in bad taste and it tastes bad. And it's not the cleverest name either. Uh, you know, I, I guess it's part of Walmart's generic brand at great value, but it didn't exactly have a, uh, a Ben and Jerry moniker on it. Although they probably would have gotten was the, What was the flavor? I know that it was, it better have not been vanilla. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> that would have really uh, crossed the line. All right. Pivoting, uh, so invisibly, Tim, right here. Have you, do you know who Joshua Katz is? Uh, uh, is he a comic? Probably, probably. You live in such a small universe, my friend. Uh, well, he may be looking for a job as a, as a comic, so can you get him a, a gas station gig? I you've, you've can't played, get myself a gas station gig anymore. Have, have you played gas stations? I mean, I've played, I think I've played a gas station, yeah. Sure. I've done firehouses, gas stations, meat markets. <laughs> you name it, I've done it. Anyway, Joshua Katz is this tenured professor at Dartmouth. Now, the whole point of being tenured is they can't fire you, right? Now. Well, but what happened was, uh, remember in the wake of George Floyd, everybody was uh, self-flagellating and Dartmouth uh, accused itself of being racist. <laughs> okay. And sure. this tenured professor said, uh, and I think he's a, he's a classics professor. So he's already on thin ice, you know, with all the white, uh, yeah. white males yeah. who populate the classics. So uh, he said, no. 
we're not racist. And because of that, they decided, and they can't fire him for saying that. So what they did was, as apparently years ago, he was suspended for a, a year without pay in the wake of some kind of sexual harassment thing. But he, he, he paid, okay? He, he paid the price. Now they're dredging that up again. Wait, wait, what, what, what is the price? It was 250000 in the case of Trump. Is that, exactly. What, what is the price? Probably wasn't that much. I mean, he's, you know, he is living on a classics professor's salary, although at Dartmouth, I mean, it, it, was probably, it may have been that. It may have been that, although classics professors are, are kind of cheap. I mean, they're, you know, they, what do they contribute sure. to, the, to the world? But um, so he, he, was, uh, he was out for a year, but now it's kind of a, like a double jeopardy situation. They're going to try and find a new angle, and they can do it because they're not run by the government. They're, the Constitution doesn't apply to them. So uh, th- that's what they're using as a pretext, and they're going to get rid of him, uh, it looks like, and it's it's basically going to chill any free speech on any campus if it wasn't already because people always thought they were protected by tenure and and they're not and, and it just shows how the academy has uh sunk into the uh the slough of despond or uh, is just uh is just worthless and well that's uh, the idea of tenure isn't it i mean is, yeah is the idea of tradition? tenure is exempt it, it exists as exists from like the middle, like way back right. in the middle ages where right. they want, did not want to uh, uh, punish people for having thoughts that run contrary to the establishment. Well, that's the whole and, idea of uh, academic freedom. And yeah. you don't really have it. So that's just. And so when I see guys like Nick Saban complaining about how is it was it Texas Tech or Texas A&M, they're not paying their athletes and they're doing it above the table now because there's, there's certain new rules. And he's complaining about losing the purity of uh, collegiate athletics. <laughs> who, who cares? The whole thing is a cesspool. So uh, yeah, pay the athletes, you know, uh, uh, institute totalitarian measures uh, on the campus. College the athletics hasn't been pure since they started making them wear clothes. Really, really. I mean, uh, what were you were you swimming in the pool with uh, Johnny Weissmuller at that hotel downtown? No, I'm talking about I'm talking about ancient Greece. Oh, ancient Greece, of course. Uh, yes. Well, there we go. I mean, there's. Hey, Dartmouth. Here's your classics guy. I mean, he knows about. <laughs> swimming in uh, in ancient greece so yeah it's uh it, it's too bad because uh uh i you know on the other hand i think the guy's getting his just desserts because y- you bought into this you knew it was going to happen one of these days so you know just let let the whole thing sink we will be back with a look at the last episode of this is us on the weekly wrap Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. Yeah, I, I can tell uh, that you never watched one episode of this show. No, uh, no right? I, I always thought the name of the show was This Is Unwatchable. There we go. Uh, and you and Chris, our producer, Chris said that there were like three males in, in the United States, and I was one of them who watched it. So I know uh, oh, wow. you're all against me, but I got to wow. tell you, it was a Did she make series. you watch The Notebook too? 
Uh, I did watch the notebook. You know what? My uh, wife did not actually make me watch this. Is us. I oh, actually oh. enjoy. Maybe maybe I'm a Mandy Moore fan. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but uh, or Milo Ventimiglia, whatever his name is, the guy who could grow a mustache and I can't. Uh, it, it was a heartwarming series. It was about a family that has. Well, they have triplets. One of them dies, and then they adopt this black kid. And right at birth, and it's their life story with flashbacks and flat fast forwards, and it's all about uh, how the generations meld and how families work things out despite the difficulties. And it was very heartwarming uh, for, for for what was it six seasons and a very touching series. Now at the end, you uh, get a hint that Randall, uh, the black guy, was uh, he was already a senator. And there were whispers that he was going to run for president. Okay, but that's where the series ends. And I got to tell you, as touched as I was by the series, there's no way I'd ever vote for Randall for president because (laughs) he would push for squish liberal policies designed to substitute for what only the family can provide as This Is Us manifestly showed during its run. Yeah, I mean that's that's the whole idea of the series yep. is family, and then you just sure. can't come in and come up with these, you know, throw money at a situation. But of course, taking know, a village, taking a village to it, raise it, other it, children, it, other exactly. that weren't as lucky Tell as me. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Now, I do have to mention that, and, and yeah, you know, you talk like you're the tough guy, but you admitted last week that you and your wife have watched Bridgerton. Okay, right? Oh, uh, whoops. Yeah, whoops. So. Uh, <laughs> It's tough sitting in that short skirt in that chair <laughs> because we watched, we had watched season one. We had finished it. Then this past week we finished season two. And I got to tell you, it actually rallied because I was ready to give up in this series. It's, it's like a, a fantasy early 19th century England. I mean, where the, sure. where there's the orchestra plays Atlanta, Atlantis Morissette's You Ought to Know, an orchestral version. Uh, you caught and, that? I didn't catch that one. I caught oh, yeah. Like a Virgin. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and they're, and they're doing, it's a whole cotillion with that. And, you know, it, it, and it's fun, but it's, it's, it's like a Jane Austen, uh, you know, novel with a, you know, a little bit of rap thrown in. There was but, one scene, there was one scene where there was, there, there were, the orchestra was playing and they were playing a uh, killer's song. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> And and uh, the 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 quartet is spinning around, right. and all I can wonder is how are they doing that? <laughs> this is the this is the nineteenth century. Okay, there are no electric you know, motors. There's no electricity. Listen, listen, the only way t- they're going to be doing that is if there is a servant underneath the stage <laughs> crawling in a circle for six hours. Might I tell you that? Well, that's difficult. Uh, uh, Mel Brooks made an entire career on anachronisms. I mean, Count Basie in at the end of it was it Count Basie at the end of Blazing Saddles. Uh, it, it was always that. Sure. So uh, it it works, and it's and it's more subtle than that. I mean, it's a poor man's Downton Abbey, but that's that helps me because I was able to understand everything. Yeah, it, it, I was able to follow the plot line. But the sec first season was preposterous because it was premised on this princess who did not know the facts of life at all uh, until she got married. Okay, so that's maybe believable for the early 19th century. <laughs> but the, the duke that she married was 
I don't know how else to say it, was using with the withdrawal method. I don't know how he did it, quite frankly, <laughs> with the scenes that they were showing. But uh, he was using it because he didn't want to have any children because his father looked at him the wrong way when he was a kid. And so it made no sense whatsoever. But all right. The second season was basically your love versus duty. Uh, and uh, I don't know why I'm getting pregnant. I swallow every time. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, we'll have to delete that. So um, <laughs> no, I, I don't think you could. I, I don't I think we'll just jump to the next uh, segment right here. <laughs> Um, no, but it was just, you know, the, the, the man who uh, had the family obligations and it was going to marry out of familial uh, obligation versus the woman who wanted to marry for love and, and uh, how they reconciled the two. And, and, and that was fun, uh, somewhat anyway. I mean, if you're... I found it so tedious. It's yeah. Just like, uh, so in other words, on. your wife just made you watch. Is that what it yeah, came down should, to? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, I understand that. I... I it was okay. You know, while I'm doing the crossword puzzle, uh, I, I look up every <laughs> something like that. Turning to Ukraine. Uh, nice pivot there. The, uh, it, it's interesting because Rand Paul has said, you know, well, where's this 40 or $50 billion going to go? And neocons like me kind of agree with him. We get, we got to have oversight if we're giving that kind of money. So sure. I think yeah, I'm a Mitch McConnell guy, and and we've got to help 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 them out. But yeah, let's there. there Forty be. billion that we don't have, I might add, that we're just it, gonna look. Have it's to, just another just gonna have to go down to Kinkos and pick up. That's right. But there's so there's got to be strings attached. So I you know I, I totally agree with that. So you know th that's where we have some common ground. Um, little pivot here. We're, we're just trying to wrap up some business here. Uh, oh, you know, it's Dan Roan had his last night. You don't even know who he is, right? Channel 9 sportscaster. 38 years he lasted. And you know how he lasted? He never said anything controversial. One time he made a mistake. It was re recently, a few months ago. He called a player a thug because he had, like, hammered somebody in a, in a basketball game. And you're not supposed to call certain people thugs. So he immediately apologized for that. So uh, I believe tomorrow is his first day. Uh, not employed by Channel 9. So now he can freely use uh, the word thug, and uh, I, I wish him all the best. Thug, thuggery. Yeah. Uh, uh, call, call someone a Jackie. A Jackie. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there's also talk uh, for the Pro Bowl. Are you familiar with that uh, event? The Pro Bowl? It's between the uh, kind of like the all-star game for football players. Exactly. It's without uh, the stars. It's in, it's what we call, you know, it's, it's, it, it taint the, uh, the uh, championship, uh, conference championship games. It taint the Super Bowl. So it's in that little area there. Uh, and they don't know what to do with it. And they're actually thinking of having Pro Bowl week without the Pro Bowl game, <laughs> which is a novel idea. I, they, they it's kind of like draft week, isn't it? Well, draft week is, you know, pretty good. Uh, but I don't know what they're going to do. So, I mean, one suggestion I had, was that uh, well they're saying here showcase of players why don't they just show a dress rehearsal for the halftime show uh i could i think that they could get could have gotten ratings the year that shakira and j-lo and that was just a couple of uh, seasons ago danced at halftime uh if they just showed all the rehearsals for that i i, I would i would be in, in favor of that and show how they staged the um 
the uh, what, what what do they call it? Not the immaculate uh, uh, when when her when her uh, her breast fell out years ago. Oh, what did yeah. they call them? Oh, the there was a name that they had for it. It's the, con- the, the wardrobe malfunction. Yeah, mal- the malfunction exactly. Sure. Um, they could show how they you know practiced for that as well. Also, um, I I note that the um, WNBA ratings for a game last week they had like six hundred thousand viewers. Wow. So, uh, you know, when Bill Maher, and we showed him in the last segment, says, no, there aren't really that many lesbians in the country. I, au contraire. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, they're, you know, that's, that's, that's not a bad rating for, uh, for a, a basketball. Regular <laughs> no, no, CNN's going to start carrying uh, WNBA CNN Plus despite their ratings. Yeah. Um, and finally, and this, this happened a few, uh, a few weeks ago, or maybe even a, a month or so ago. But we weren't back with season two uh, of what I like to call. We're, we're, let's just change our name to Bridgerton right now. I think it'll it'll woo more of uh, the female audience. The um, you know who Ezra Klein is? Uh, more or less. Ding yeah. ding ding ding. Well, he started this uh, site called Vox a while back and sold it for four hundred million dollars. And he said he was just going to take things where the facts led him and not use his emotions. Well, he used his emotions because he's a liberal and he was all in on the big spending packages for COVID and uh, build back America and, you know, five trillion here, six trillion there. And then inflation hit. (laughs) So he's interviewing Larry Summers, formerly of Harvard, you know, the, uh, Harvard professor who, uh, that professor, mm-hmm. the president of Harvard who got in trouble, if you recall, when he said, well, women really don't make the uh, great scientists. Uh, but he, um, and Larry Summers, and he t- talked, and they basically agreed that this didn't work, that this did cause inflation. And, and they were dashed because, you know, you're supposed to be able to keep printing money and, you know, the economics yeah, modern one, the key theory. The, the Keynesian multiplier theory and, 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 and uh, we hadn't had inflation in 40 years and we had all this quantitative easing and well, eventually chickens come home to roost, I guess. So, uh, and they, they were dashed. And of course, the Biden administration keeps denying it. But when you get hardcore liberals saying, no, well, no, we got to rethink this whole thing, um, then you're in trouble. And that, to me, in spite of you know what's going on right now, and it's tragic and it's horrible um, in Texas, and in, in spite of many other things, that is still the overwhelming issue, uh, and that's why the Republicans are going to have a big, big day in November. Agree, Tim Slagle? Agree with me on Depends that? Depends if they still have those ballot boxes out. Oh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> You're still studying Dinesh D'Souza's <laughs> pings. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we got to disagree on something here. All right. It was a great show. We're going to have a bonus segment here. Is that right? Oh, oh, bring it back. Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. And now it's time for that great game show where. We look at the headlines and guess, is it the Babylon B or the NYT? And here's the host, our producer, Chris. Hey, Chris. Bruce, Tim, happy to be with you. Yeah. 
And uh, it's, uh, it, it's 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 this it's going to be harder. The Babylon Bee just published sixty two stories that they listed that actually came true. Really? Oh, really? And okay. and I could probably name sixty two stories of, from the New York Times that weren't true. <laughs> so. There you go. Now, now, Tim, so I, I don't say, know what this game proves. I got to say, you said uh, before we went back on the air, you said, uh, well, you've got your computer here, uh, which it reminds me of this commercial I just saw for, I think it's for Geico, or is it Progressive? You know, one or the other. They're both cute commercials uh, talking about somebody who uh, brings their phone to trivia night at the bar. So, <laughs> so you can't do it. Go ahead and do it. I'll still beat you, man. Go ahead. Use your computer. I'll still beat you. All right, Chris. Gentlemen, the first story. This is a best of seven. This is the first story. Is this the Babylon B or the NYT? Fauci recommends stop stopping the spread of monkeypox by covering your eyes, ears, and mouth. That's that's the B. You know, I thought I saw Fauci say something like that. Um, I'm going to say the NYT. So we have Tim with the Babylon B, Bruce with the NYT. It, although it might be Mad Magazine. Uh, so <laughs> I, I just want that as my safety guess. But yes, what, what is the answer? It is the Babylon B. Oh, really? Okay. It, yeah. it, they're you know, the, the wise monkeys of the hear no evil, see no evil. That you right. See there we go. Oh, yeah. Well, that's very clever. Yeah. Yes, very yeah, I, I, caught, I caught that. That's how I knew it was. I'm awfully oh. stupid, aren't I? I did okay. not have to Google that one. Gentlemen. Start so, your engines. Okay. Indy 500, right around the corner. Does being denied an abortion harm mental health? Well, I think, boy, that's a tough one because, you know, the New York Times would never... Oh, being denied an abortion. Oh, that, that's the New yeah. York Times. They're so pro-abortion. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's got to be New York Times. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty much a layup. Yeah. I mean, it's not even <laughs> funny. It's not even funny. <laughs> okay. All right. Moving on. We are, uh, Tim is leading by one. Tim is leading by one. What are you looking at old issues of the onion now to try and throw us off? Kemp prepares to face off against incumbent governor, Stacey Abrams. Kemp. <laughs> that, that's, that's very funny. Babylon B. I like that. Yeah. This is, this one also, I'm, I'm Tim. I'm yeah. sure you already got that as well. It was just that. Yeah. Some yeah, are, yeah some that's, funny. that's the B. Some of these are funny, if you know. And- the Onion had one today, and I don't have it directly uh, verbatim, but it's something like, you know, parents at Texas school applaud police for keeping parking lots safe. And the thing is, is that, I mean, it, that's way too soon. Okay, I mean, it's just, and it's not that funny. And I remember, look, and I'm an Onion fan too, but. Um, about three weeks after September 11th, they had some kind of headline about how, you know, it was like the worst September 11th birthdays, you know, uh, you know, it was, it was horrible, you know, and 
people who were born on September 11th lamenting how, you know, their parties were wrecked and all that, which three weeks after it. Okay. Kind of. Plus I was born on September 11th, but uh, it's, it's tough. You know, to me, it's always tragedy plus time equals plus zero equals comedy. Uh, But I, you know, and I got in trouble for making fun of Fahey Flynn after he died. So, but yeah, this one, uh, I don't, I don't know about the onion today. All right. I was just vamping. So you got your next Babylon B or NYT question ready. You're a total pro Bruce. Thank you. So is it the Babylon B or the NYT? Fisher price introduces my first gender transition playset. Wow. Hey. My first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the B. It's the B. It's too well, funny. Just good. Yeah, it just you could just yeah. snap it off the Lego guy. Oh wow. <laughs> That's Devil MB, obviously. You know, yeah. since we first did this, there were there were there were, the line was much more blurred in, in searching for these. Right. It, uh, it's, it's it's a bit harder. Tim, you said yeah. it would be easier because of the sixty-two stories that actually came true, but uh, but it was, it's uh, a tad. I love when we do a deep dive into the analysis of the differences <laughs> instead of just playing the game. Okay. <laughs> do, you want me to, do you want me to go off on Poe's law? What is Poe's law? Google it. It, apl- it applies to what we're, do- what we're doing here. Well, you can. All right. I flip over all the cards, John. Dan, what's my line? What is Poe's law? Edgar Allan Poe? No, no. Poe's law is that when a satire is that when something is being satirical about uh, an extremist, it's hard to tell whether it's satire oh, or not. Yeah, right, right. Okay. Poe came up with that? I don't think so. No, not Edgar Allen. No, not even Edgar Allen. Yeah. Just some guy named Poe. Yeah. <laughs> or All maybe right. some guy that wasn't rich, huh? Yeah, uh, sure. Show enough. Right, are we ready for the next yeah. one? The yes. next easy, and, and the first one was easy, too. I was just trying to you know, make it interesting by saying the New York Times. But go ahead. Sure. Gentlemen, is it the Babylon B or the NYT? You, this is your fault. <laughs> oh, you know what? That could be tricky. That could be tricky. Do, 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 do. Uh, you know what? I'm, you, I'm, I'm behind. I'm behind. I'll, uh, I know Tim's going to go with the safe bet and say the B, so I'll say the NYT. Yeah. Well, I think I'm going to go NYT as well. Oh, I think I'm now I'm going to go with the B. <laughs> no, I can't change it. I'm locked in. Lock in your answers. Yeah, I'm locked in. You have two NYTs. Yeah. And as we said, it's not always the NYT, but it's of the ilk. This is the Washington Post. Okay. So. Yeah. What is our fault, by the way? Uh, All of it. Yeah, it's about uh, uh, well, this not having strict uh, gun laws. The Texas, the Texas case. Yeah. Well, it's definitely my and Tim's fault, no question about it. But I don't know if it's you know Bernie Sanders' fault or although he used to be pro-gun, wasn't he? Until he wasn't. Okay. Yeah, most communists are. (laughs) Just not, just not, just not you having them. Bernie Sanders was against lax immigration the day before yesterday, too. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Yes. We are, uh, it is four to three. Tim is leading. And he's been taking the safe bet. Now he's fouling Bruce. Yeah. But, uh, Tim should answer first on this one. Okay. Babylon B or NYT? 
FBI sternly warns mob at Justice Kavanaugh's home to stay away from school board member's house next door. B. Yeah, I mean, this is B. Right. <laughs> I, I, that was such a long headline. I, I, mean, I, I was looking at it in my mind's eye, and it was going over the five columns and then starting off in the second line. And, yeah, there we it's, go. Uh, it's somebody, somebody actually posted a, posted a meme that I just saw. They said, uh, if you're a principal and your school is being uh, shot up, what you do is you call the uh, police and say that the school board member is being threatened, yeah, and they'll go. be there instantly. See, I'm staying away from that stuff until next week. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. All right. So uh, Tim is still leading by one. You know, originally you said best of seven, and he already was leading four to three. But never mind. Keep going. <laughs> well, I mean, we can have a dramatic tie here. I mean, I think Bill Mazarowski already hit the home run to win the series for the Pirates, but you're going into extra innings some, for some reason. But go ahead. Well, I think it's called Killing Time. Absolutely. Uh, the final story in, in the, what may be on, the final edition. Of the on Funk and Wagnall's porch. The, yes, <laughs> the final story. <laughs> I have here in my hand the final story. You are correct, sir. May the bird of paradise stick a small grenade up your left nostril. Okay. You better right. be or the NYT. Okay. Congress votes on bill to legalize Clinton-assisted suicide. <laughs> <laughs> well, since I gotta Tim, love the B. Tim basically goes every week and makes a Vince Foster illusion. So I believe <laughs> I it's, it's, Robbie Mook. it's Robbie Mook. It's Robbie Mook who's going to be next. So, yeah. All right, so Tim wins. I took one for the team by voting for the New York Times when I shouldn't have. But, you know, that's the kind of guy I am. Yeah. And um, so did we just say goodbye right now or just? I don't know. It's 11 minutes and 30 seconds. Oh, oh, no, oh, no, it's no, we, no, this is it. We're done. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> Dinosaur kiss. Mwah. On the, from See the weekly wrap. Week.